Folks, welcome to the Jake Feinberg Show. And, um, you know, I think it's important uh, as we move through uh, this life and this time uh, to always uh, receive enlightenment and encouragement from those who have been accessing the spirit mind for no- decade after decade. And, and what I mean by that is uh, uh, getting out of the logic- logical mind and the, the, the linear uh, thinking process and being able to uh, expand uh, into the extraterrestrial, connect with spirit, connect with past lives, uh, connect with um, different types of, of beings and mediums and, uh, and really owning that and, and, and p- making that a part of your entire existence uh, in writing, in poetry, in music, in relationships, and uh, you know, you will, um, you know, be taking a different route, and you'll be taking a different path. But it's the path that all the really amazing uh, people in our world have stood out. Uh, people that have taken the insecure path, found their own individual voice, uh, been unconcerned about uh, their reputations or monetary success or commodities. Uh, most importantly, uh, their job is to teach and to heal and to make sure that people uh, continue to be themselves. And I get a chance today to uh, reconvene with uh, a spiritual teacher uh, of mine and a guy who, um, just through kind of osmosis, uh, has given me a lot of charisma and essence and life force uh, to continue down this path. Um, that can feel very heavy sometimes, um, but um, when you break through, it feels good because you know you are on the right path. Papuji to C.G. Munoz, welcome back to the Jake Feinberg Show. Thank you. Great, great to be back, and hopefully of use to somebody out there who's uh, able to resonate with whatever is said in this particular uh, interview. Absolutely, man. I, you know, I, I, I'm curious as to um, if you could just talk a little bit about impermanence in life and, um, and, and, you know, you, you said something to me the other day on the phone about um, a farewell concert uh, you know, and I and and I just to me the word farewell and to CG, those two words don't really uh, go together. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, I mean the what what you are changing into, where are you going, and why and 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 well, uh, what I'm continuing to do, but in a different location. That's the farewell relative to the situation up here in the. New York City area, in this case, uh, we're talking about New York State. Uh, I'm in New York by birth, and so I've spent a lot of time here, and I love being here, but I've gone to other places, not to to be elsewhere necessarily, but to be able to carry the message Spirit has given me, and that I play from, to other beings in different locations relative to the country, and relative to the planet, and perhaps relative to the universe. So the message is the same. 
uh, walking walking a few steps or driving a couple of hundred miles down the road uh, is to continue the message and spreading it and expanding the message to those who may not have access to this message in the way that I play or the way that I teach or the way that I am. Um, you know, I, I the idea that, uh, you know, we go through this this life and, you know, we deal with so many different challenges and, you know, can you just talk about uh, the way that you continue, you know, to CG, you're not, there are so many younger cats that because of the pandemic, they, the one, the one like industry that stopped was live domestic touring as a musician like that just stopped and in this day and age the only way as a younger musician that you can really make a living is by touring and so what happens is a lot of younger cats um uh because they're insecure uh they try to scheme or they try to do anything they can to scratch and claw in order to find gigs um, create things that aren't really there. The point is that they are, you know, sur struggling to for survival. And you've not been somebody who's ever, your intentions for playing music are your own and therefore healing and therefore spirit and guidance and wisdom. Uh, they're not based on necessarily making a living. And I, I just wanted exactly. to know... I wanted you to just talk about your advice to younger cats who rightfully so are really worried if they're ever going to be able to sing for their supper again after this extended pause. Uh, of course. This, this is now a time of renewal and regeneration. If you can see it as such, right? the pause is part of the process. Every night we sleep, we take a huge sort of interdimensional into universal pause and then come back to this place, <laughs> the, the relative time world, and, and then do our song and dance up here. But this is not the beginning or ending of the song and dance. Remember, we're all ancestors and part of an ancestral line. So we, depending on our relationship to our ancestors, we can tap in to what they really have to offer us by, by remembering the stories of the ancestors are knowing their history and feeling that that's part of your continuum. I come from an ancestry that is musical uh, and African, Puerto Rican, and Spanish, and European. Uh, and so there's a lot there for me to tap into just by thought, by feeling, knowing connectedness. You access the energy, the spirits, of your ancestors, and certainly whatever relatives you have who are still alive, uh, parents, uh, siblings, uh, cousins, whoever it is. This is, your, this is your family of power, initially, originally. When that's not the case, then you have to turn to your family of friends and influences and for musicians, that means the music world, in some way or other, depending on 
where the individual is on the evolutionary scale of being, let's say, a beginner, a student, or ultimately a master of what it is. And then, then the, the wheel is reversed as master. They come to you. They, they, people need you right? because you put out so much in your givingness that the people have to turn to you. They, they just can't help but recognize what it is you're doing. So then it's important for us to continue learning, continue reading, and, and be living in such a way that enables us to not only develop our physical and emotional and karmic, that means our conditional um, a purpose out here as a human being who plays music, but go, go deeper. Be willing to discomfort yourself in the spirit of uh, transformation mm. and purification. Mm. As I say, let, let the burn oh. do what the burn, burn. does. Burn. Let the burn do what it does. And I'm, by that, I mean the fire of the heart that clears the way for you if you would just feed it, recognize it, and feed it. Um, Papuji, uh, I was going to ask you, what if, like, your dad was in the Marine, it was in the submarine? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, he was a sub, submarine. He, he, was in the, he, he wasn't present for your birth. You know, I think you right. saw a lot of violence as a child you you weren't you weren't necessarily uh, connected in a loving way to the to your familial people you didn't feel a lot of security there and so well, you can you just yes, talk can you talk about when it really and I was going to ask well, you about people uh, that well, were let, let me, yeah, that's, that's a good point because yeah. right now I'm going to bring up the fact that I didn't have a certain kind of security but I had musical security that's what Everybody I mean yeah. in the family whether they were alcoholics, which they were, or not drinking, which they were. My grandfather made his own whiskey. He had to make his own stuff. And uh, so he had something there all the time for the people to feel good over. And, of course, you have to be in low spirits in order to be drinking whiskey to feel good. <laughs> but that's, that's basically what was happening. I also had an uncle who was growing pot in the basement, so we had the benefit of fresh homemade whiskey, and homemade pot for those who needed that. Oh my gosh! But but the more important thing was the music and the love of the Hispanic African music, the dance music. Whether the people were happy or not, they needed to dance. My mother needed to dance. She needed me to dance with her. So it was a dance culture to a certain degree. Violent, no doubt. Drinking, yes. You know that comes with the territory. But not, but not hating. It, it was a forgiving uh, situation. It was mm. a forgiving family. It was, so then there were the, the Christian roots that enabled people to beat each other up and love each other and wipe, <laughs> wipe the blood off their face. Charity, you know I love you. Mm. <laughs> and so on. So to make up, and this is an important thing because we're out here not knowing that we can be gaining spiritual wealth and grace by forgiveness, forgiving people, hmm. allowing people to be wrong, if you want to call it that, or be right, and say, no, you got to go your way. You got to do what you got to do. Eventually, things change. Not everybody's going to stay on the same path the same way forever because that's not the universe. The universe has changed. Some people can be fixed, they could be locked, they could be stuck. But maybe with your forgiveness, with the kindness that you can show certain people, they start to think outside of the box. 
So then we're talking about a heart reach, outreach to others is very important. I Sometimes eat. music music doesn't do it. So the musician then as, as a healer or a teacher or whatever, a leader, can do that. So we have more power and more responsibility as musicians than we care to know about often if we're enclosed in our cocoon, in our box, and just thinking about ourselves and our personal uh, ambitions and our career. When we have a lot of people out here who are hurting, who don't have nearly as much, let's say, creativity or blessings to be able to play music is a blessing. Uh, and so we have to properly take stock with the goodness we have earned by whatever way, by blood or by karma or by, by our own efforts at school, and then start sharing more, opening more, and become a certain kind of a ambassador of goodness. We, we can do that. But do we have the courage to do that? Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're, this is just so beautiful to hear this, and this is going to go out to legions of people, and hopefully it'll have an effect on even several cats. And, and I, you know, I wanted to ask you, you, brought up, you were brought up in a very interesting environment because uh, rhythm is love and uh, also dance is very oh, yes. healing and then you mentioned christianity now i wanted you to talk about they teach you in the bible thou shall not kill and then at 18 years old you, you enlist in the army and they strap a gun on you and they send you off to some other land and yeah and so mike this is what cj i want you to talk about how you not that you were brought up with dogma but many people in monotheistic religion are shrouded in dogma and groupthink. How can these, if they are sentient beings and ambassadors of goodwill, break from dogma? Well, we're really talking about where the individual is on the rung of life, where they, they have a, a mark for where they are spiritually. What is the mark for the person? who is an adolescent, where are they spiritually? Most people don't think about these things or care about it. Mm. I was raised in, in the company of spiritualists, heavy-duty spiritualists, ghost chasers. Mm. Yeah, ghost chasers. Yeah. My people who ch would, would pursue the dead uh, and, and liberate the dead and liberate the living from the darkness of bad spirits and so on and so forth. That's a Christian practice. That's probably a practice that is in all the religions at an esoteric level. Because all, all the spiritual people want to do the same thing, and that is free their own people from dark light, um, spirits, darkness, negativity, and so on and so forth. Mm. So in, in this case, <clears throat> for, for me, I had uh, the fortune of the karma of having a circle, a group of friends who are also musicians, who are also drummers, and we would get together and we, we would play, but we would also chant it and pray for our families, for ourselves. And after, after we would do that, we felt beautiful. We felt great. That's a shamanistic uh, practice, no doubt. But it's for all musicians to do because anybody can play the drums if you try. So that's available to children. It's available to everybody to tap on the drum. But tap on, just tap your way to, to paradise if you can do that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but I mean like the th like okay, so somebody who who is still like oh I 
I don't have any, I can't play the drums, even though we all have natural rhythm. Yes. Um, like, and we can learn. We can submit to someone who can play the drums and see how easy it is to awaken ourselves to our native rhythm. You just need to be exposed to it. It will come. And I'm also, I'm also talking, uh, maybe you can personalize it, but not that uh, you were dissuaded from taking the path that you knew that was, your right, was the right path, but, right. you know, this idea of saying uh, what we've been gifted with as a, um, being, for people to say, okay, I'm going to take my, this path that I feel that is my true nature as opposed to what society says is success again i remind yeah, people yeah. that you know i mean that it's it's yeah, yeah listen yeah. i must say this they're, they're, we for the moment we'll say there are two worlds one is this is just part of the instruction right now or the revelation hmm. or, or the let's say the, the the concept i'm working with there's the material world and all that that is all the greatness that is and then and never to forget the spiritual world which is coincident in the source of our life, our livingness. So we need to bring in to our world the openness to what is called spiritual guidance. We have to do that. Otherwise, we go through life depending on people who may not have the guidance, following people, following trends, following... Uh, the public following certain leaders, following authorities, following politicians, following ignoramuses who are not interested in your spirituality or your spiritual guidance or your spiritual unfoldment. This is important. So this is what we need to tend to. Now, I was in the military, and I loved military service. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about killing as such, although, you know, I carried a gun when I was there. Uh, rifles and all of that. I, I did the, the military thing, and all, all, all that it entails and includes. But strangely, it was when I was in the military that I started to have visions of the gurus. And I say, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the military. <laughs> I'm in the combat arms here. Right. What's what's with the spiritual visions? Wow. And so then I started to figure out, well, what made sense was I was under a lot of pressure and I was looking inside and I accessed my own spirituality under the pressures of the military circumstance. I've also heard stories of people in... On the, on, on the field of combat, awakening to their own spirituality. And so it can happen anywhere, anytime. Whatever the God is, it's with you all the time because it created you as, as a co-creator of what the God is, which is creative, creativity, unfoldment, manifestation, uh, reproduction, right? universal continuity. Mm -hmm. We are part of that. And so we need to know that, I'm not saying per people need to know, I don't want to make that seem like, well, you you got to do this. You gotta. No, be open to your spirituality, your spiritual inheritance, 
find out from your friends or or people around you who are the spiritual people. I don't mean necessarily religious people. Mm-hmm. The spiritual people I knew, my family were more native people, and they weren't about the church as such because the heart is the church. That's right. The heart is the original church. Is church? The, wait, hold on. I want to ask you a question. Yeah, is is ch- is church on the bandstand? Is that yes? Yes. That is the, that is that is the church for the musicians. That that is where we do service, right? And the people who come to us, we should administer to them, not just share our ego best, but our hearts best, and treat them like they need to be treated as people who are in the in the world. And not not always having a good time in the world. That's right. Right. right? And so when I'm when I'm doing my gigs, I walk through the, the, the club or whatever, and see who I can t- feel and touch in a certain way, right? And give a kind word to, right? And look 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 at them and be with them because I know the music reaches them, but they're not. It, it's not the same as me me talking to them directly and personally because this, this is what the music should be about: intimacy. Intimacy, honesty, sincerity, and truth shouldn't just be all oh, the latest licks, the greatest piece of uh, let's say uh, composition, and then everybody's just tripping on that, and then going their ways, and no- nobody's making contact with anybody except for people who are considered to be your fans, right? So you 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 boost each other's sort of optimism and, and positive energy up by being together under the circumstances of of that percent. What about the rest of the people? Who knows who in that in that group needs help? Hmm. Who who knows unless unless we feel that and look for it? Who knows who needs more than just a priest, like a spiritual kindness? Who needs guidance? And 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 by that we can say just kind talk. Say how are you doing, ma'am? How are you today? How are you tonight? How's the music? And say you enjoy the music. Good. Good. Did you get something from the music? Right? Was it healing for uh, I just <laughs> what I'm what I'm hearing also early on is that if people are in certain situations and they're getting spiritual transmissions, but they think it's like like for instance in the army when you could have you could have said why am I getting these visions of of the of the of the spirits and the gods and you could have you could have suppressed that and buried it and said this is not the right time or place or venue, but the point is there is no right time or place or venue, so... Well, then that's the time. You see, there is a right... When it shows up, it's the right time. Right. And people should should lean into that, even if it's in the most random place. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Let me say something that my Aunt Gracie used to tell me. She would say, Mijo, son, it's when they give it to you. Listen for them. Hmm. Listen to the spirits. When they give it to you, you take it. Now, I used to talk to my Aunt Gracie about writing, and she wasn't too sure about that, but then she got together with other mediums, and they said, oh, this one, this child here, is going to be writing the books for the Chinese monks. Hmm. I had no idea what she was talking about, and <laughs> later on I realized it was the Tibetan people, Tibetan Buddhists. Right. So my, my books are part of that strain, 
of intelligence and philosophic persuasion. That means we're talking about enlightenment. I didn't know that then. Nobody else knew it then, but the mediums did. See, so the mediums are mediums because they're open to the impossible. They're open to what isn't happening. They're open to the infinite or the whisperings of the spirit. We also can be open to the whisperings of spirit because we have ears, we have intelligence, we have hearts, we're here. And, you know, what can we do that's better than being here, receptive to spirits, good spirits, right? The good spirits, not the bad spirits, because those people have more fun with the bad spirits, but the good spirits that slow us down a little bit and make us more contemplative and, and more gracious, more compassionate, more caring. I'm talking to C.G. Munoz here. Uh, so great to hear him and his knowledge and his words and his offerings. Um, you know, I've been really kind of um, on this trip lately uh, related to um, John McLaughlin. When he came to the United States, he was really having a hard time because New York, the tempo of the city was... Oh, Tree, Tree, Chen Morris. That's right. No, but the, the, that he, but so before, but but so he was, he was searching for uh, spirit, and he was and he was looking around to try to find some contemplation and peace in a very hectic environment right. because it was uh -huh. New York was a very hustle bustle place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he wound up going to uh, a lot of Sufi gatherings and Sufi, yes, Sufi? Su Sufism, yep. Yeah, yeah, and, Sufi. And, and Beautiful. One of the Beautiful. cats, one of the cats that was there was Paul Motion. And okay. I, I just wanted to know to CG your your interactions because you know all we hear about in, in Islam is the is the fundamentalist very uh, doctrinaire repressive type of Islam. We don't hear a lot about Sufism. I feel in my own way that uh, I allow myself to dance. I let my eyeballs dance. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes I yes, want you course. to talk about that, how that, oh, yes, how you've integrated. This is about dancing. This is about dancing, then. Yeah. This is about music and dancing. Yeah. In some places, they'll call it a Sufi. In other places, they'll call it different things. Mm -hmm. and, but it's all it's all religion. It's all about the expression of one's connection with, with one's hmm. divinity. Hmm. So we can say it's Islam. For somebody to be Islamic, if his type of, of uh, let's say, uh, self would be maybe more militant, but then there could be people who are responding to, let's say, uh, some of the, the great prophets of Islam, the great poets of Islam. And uh, then, then we're talking about poetry and song, singing and dancing. And that is also Islam. But, it, but it's not the militant level of Islam. And the same with the Christians. It's the same with all the religions. It's not so much the core of the teaching as much as who is practicing what it is. And how they're practicing what it is. Because we we coordinate our reality with the religion of, let's say, our culture. Ordinarily, we're raised in a, a religious environment to a certain degree, which is a first step. It's not the end of it. It's not the fullness of it. And I think as John, John, I think, uh, said in the Gospels, he said, if everything Jesus did, I'm going to assume that was good, were written down, there would be so many books, they would they would fill up the earth. Mm. So, and when we're talking about Christianity at that point, we're talking about a person, well, what he did, which became that. And so his example then made other people feel that they were Christians, but there was one one Christ, and the rest of the people were versions, not only of what they learned from Jesus, but they were versions of their own God nature. 
that they may not have followed through mm. because they were they were following this one line, the Christian line, yeah, uh, as much as well as they could. But they they could have had uh, Islamic tendencies. They could have Buddhist tendencies. They could have had any number of other religious uh, Zen tendencies. Not, not to forget Zen, right? Never, uh, never. And and and, and the, the the nature of Zen as a philosophy that brings bliss through working with uh, paradox. You know, you don't know. You are what you're not being. I love, no, that's the Socratic method. You must know what you don't know. Right. Let it, right. let it, and then that's what the, that's what you do with the music. You let it come through exactly. you. You have to open yourself up to be that channel. But here, here's the, yes. this is important. This is your value in, in our time now. It was, it's yes. more, it's more significant than ever before because, um, you made a really interesting point about being on the bandstand and, you know, having the conversation, the heart, love, fire, love conversation, but juxtapose that to somebody who's up there, um, you know, riffology, look at me, look at me, to the fans, right? It's very much a cult. Selfish, selfishness. Yes. Okay, so now right. we have... Ego-building ego selfishness, which is not bad, but it's not, it's not all there is. How do you break a cult of selfish personality when uh when when the when narcissism is taken over without preaching without preaching to those people how can you affect consciousness change with those because we we are living through a cult well yes i hear you yeah. and, and the way to do it is to be free enough to listen to just be love just be love yeah and when I play, I'm playing as just being love. So every note that comes through, even if people say it's like undeveloped, unintellectual, whatever, it's not. it may be all of those things, people, but it's coming from my heart. Feel it. It's true. That's where it's coming from. Right? The inner being, right? The soul being. Let's call it the soul being, the pure being. See, not, not wanting, not wheeling and dealing, not negative or positive, but just being like the purity of the sound relative to the heart, which means it is touching love and peace. And there, there, there it goes. It goes out on the sound waves to the people in various forms with different melodies, different titles. But it's the same flavor of heart presence and heart touching because that's what we need here for the healing. Right? We, need, we need people to feel that and then they are restored to a certain level of confidence and sacredness relative to the musical, uh, let's say, uh, society, and maybe even the jazz society. And I don't consider what I play to be purely jazz. No. I played, I played the jazz when I was in the Army band, and so I did my, my training in the Army band. Great place to train. Uh, but that was, a, that was a, a training ground. That's where you learn to prove you, you, you could play and, and read the music and play properly. And, and for me, pay tribute to the great American music, because that's what the Army Band plays. Like all, all the various genres of music that we call American music. And then, then as an individual, I became more yogic. And then going more inside from the social, I went to the individual. And then I went beyond the individual to the spiritual. And that's the evolution for everybody when you see it coming. Yeah, no, it's, it's profound. I um, did you actually get out of heavy artillery and, and got a spot in the in the army band? How did that work? 
Well, I wasn't in heavy artillery. I was actually a communications chief. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was into uh, intelligence work. Let's call it intelligence work and communication. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, 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 was, I was able to work uh, testing Zenith radios, let's say. How did I test them? I, I tested them un, under what is called mocked-up mock combat circumstances. So I had to jump. I had to parachute with the radios. I had to go into water with the radios. I could uh, jump and, 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 and land in a river, let's say, but I had to survive and put the, put, the, uh, put the radio through the test in order to make it, uh, uh, have it approved for, for combat service. And it was the same with li living on ice, living in the cold, uh, on Bir Birch's garden. That was where Hitler had his uh, main compound in Germany. Uh, li living in snow, living on, on the ice, not quite in the Arctic, but testing the radio's ability to withstand the elements. So from there, huh? There's, um, that, you're telling me that you, you could have gotten electrocuted by falling into the water. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Maybe you did get so. So you were test. You were a reconnaissance intelligence cat. Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. we we work mainly through Morse code, and uh, so I, I don't have anything else to add to it. Mm -hmm. Making a long story short, I I was uh, walking down the street in Fayetteville. I was in both airborne divisions, by the way, the 82nd Airborne All American Airborne Division. I was in the 101st Airborne Division, All American. I spent a little bit of time on TDY with the Special Forces Winter Warfare School. <laughs> uh, beyond that, I was walking down the street in Fayetteville with my guitar, which my mother gave me, and she said, always carry your guitar, mm -hmm. you know, you have to, somebody you can mm -hmm. trust with you all the time. And then I ran into another troop coming, well, we, we walked into each other, so to speak, walking towards each other, and he said to me, he said, uh, I'll bet you you don't have a machine gun in that case. <laughs> And I told him, you know I don't. And he says, uh, I have a trailer over here. Would you like to come and sit with me so we can we can hear what we're doing? I said, sure, well, no problem. But the, you know, it wasn't, wasn't far from where we were. And then I, st you know, I took my guitar out. I can't say I was a player or anything like that, but I was familiar with it. I plucked a few strings out, and he's looking at me. And he took his guitar, and he played a little bit, and he's just looking at me. And he says, would you like to be in the Army Band? I had no experience, no anything. And I, 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 I didn't answer him because I didn't believe what he was saying that it had anything to do with me. Hmm. And then he asked two other times, and then he said, he said, and I said, why are you asking me that? You know, please, why are you asking me that? He says, I'm the commander of the 440th U.S. Army Band. And he said, I know you're a baby on the guitar. He said, but you got some feeling. He said, you have, you have better feeling than I do. This was his word. And he said, would you like to be in the band? I said, I'd love to be in the band. That would be like incredible. It would be like heavenly, uh, you know, like, oh. uh, miraculous. <laughs> and he said, well, listen, I'm going to tell you who to report to. You report to Master Sergeant Tyson at the Fourth Footage Youth Army Band. You tell him that you audition for me and I'll talk to him. And you go in there and we're going to process you. If we can, I have to be transferred from my unit. And so... There you have it. And you talk about heaven. I was never happier or ecstatic in my life than to be there amongst people who were singing I Love Supreme, right? All kinds of beautiful, sort of, uh, I guess you might say, echoes of the spiritual times in the uh, 60s. Absolutely. Right? 
Absolutely. And so, you know, so, uh, no, I, I, I was gifted with that. And I think being a good spirit helped me to get there because it was, I would never have imagined I would ever qualify for the 440 Alley Band. And yet I did by playing just a few notes. I got in and I started playing and he said there, there was a deal. But I had to teach myself how to how to read the guitar music and, and learn how to play for the stage band. And uh, they, they had recommended books for me. And I said, no problem, man. No problem. I'll do whatever <laughs> I have to do. And I did. Yeah, I did. No, I was just going to ask you about, like, um, you developed, I mean, you read through a couple of books, but then basically, um, I mean, the guitar at that time was still considered a rhythm instrument. It wasn't like you were, Absolutely. you weren't like no, soloing yeah. all over the place. So I mean, like, no, no, only yeah. rhythm. Only my rhythm. Job, all, my job was on, only rhythm. If I played a few notes on my own, fine if I could get away with that. <laughs> it was only rhythm. When I was home, like living, living uh, uh, on off base, then I, of course, you know, because I have melody in me as a singer, yeah, I would pick melodies out, and I started to get uh, a, a, a feeling for the guitar as my voice. The rest is history. I still haven't learned how to play it, thank heavens. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's better to not not know. Uh, exactly. You know, I, I, when you approach a gig like the one coming up. At in Marlboro, um, with the guys you've been playing with for so long, do you yeah. um, even? I mean, you have a huge bag of original music, but do you generally like? How do you do? You let the rhythms guys just start yeah. start, and then you? How do you? Do you really have a set no, list no, at all, or is it just total? No, no, no. Well, well, listen, it depends on what the feelings are, what the situation sure. is in the world. Uh, I, I I relate to to uh, you know what's going on. How I feel and what's going on at the club. You know, uh, we usually get there before the band hits, and I feel it out. You know, you know, feel the people out, see what's going on, and that that helps to shape it. So on, on occasions, I'll have a, a a list of tunes that I uh, I really want or need to play uh, because of the times. Also, you know, certain absolutely that are a part of uh, what I have to offer. Different melodies, but they melodies that are part of my practice that reach into the people and heal the people or or which often happens and we've done this a number of times at the Falcon, and we just start playing and play a whole set without any talk about music wow. and then it, be, it becomes this kaleidoscopic sort of uh, wonderful sort of creative sort of, um, monster of sorts because you know I love the drums and so I like the percussion uh, the, the liberation of all the players not not chaos but the liberation of all the players to interweave with one another in a loving way, not playing against each other or the or life, not playing against society. Just bring bring the heart out if you can. So I I like having specific players who I know can respond to two or three notes I play up front without talking, and they're in it. They're gone. We're all gone. Gone. I mean, no. And what gone. you're talking about is the universal. Com yeah, communication, God. man. I mean, it's well, like... You, you, it, you know it. Oh, man. I'm telling you, man, like, I think this this gig is going to be very emotional and very powerful. And I just, you know, I, to me, are you... I mean, just for the record, the first time uh, to CG and... To CG was... Uh, met Miles Davis. They they backed into each other and then turned around and yep. looked at each other and uh, right. so didn't without really say fist, anything. Fist, uh, yeah, oh, the fists went up. The fists went up, but then there was, <laughs> there was no contact. 
But 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 uh, you know, like Miles, and, and you know, at, at certain points, you know, he would just play us. He would come out, maybe play like three notes, and then let the band just scurry around and 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 create. Well, that's, that's the best thing. So you, you do that, do and you like to do. And like, there's there are tunes where you're just gonna play. You'll just hint at something. No, not, not even, not even a tune. It's just, just a, right. a fragment. Right. Uh, like, like a, a note, just a note at the right time, uh, in the right way, let's say, or, or uh, playing a note. You know, uh, play a note with one note percussively, uh, and and the bass turn gets turned on, the drums get turned on, uh, and whoever else is playing, the keyboards come in, horn, whatever, they find their role immediately. And that's the beauty of music. So we don't have to be playing tunes. We don't have to have a classical approach all the time. The people don't need that. They need wonderful creativity. That's what they need. To Absolutely. Be Instead of being put to sleep by having to hear another version of the Tambo Tambo. And then, and then give you, oh, very good, very good, very Thank you. That was done very well. Uh, now, where, where's my hamburger? <laughs> or or they're, they're, they're trained to clap. You know, even though even if they don't like the tune, at the end of it, they're supposed to clap or something. You know, it's like, uh, yes, yes. it's like you know, it's like a it's a dog and pony thing. I I, I mean, to me, like, <laughs> you know, to CG, I just you, I my only wish is that, um, you know, that that you don't. I I feel like the I've been to your place in Wallkill a lot, and and it's actually been like a, a place of discarga for me in in my own way, and. Right. Put me on my path towards you know breaking open the skull and being healed and so many things like just through us really just through direct connection nothing specific and I just don't want you to disappear man I don't want you to go back well, I don't want you well, to go down to Norfolk or Virginia and just well, well what, whatever you know. I I did make a commitment to write two books that I think the world should hear about Do you want to talk Do you want to tease them a little bit or no well, I'll, I'll just say, yeah. uh, I wanted to write these books before I, before I passed. One was for the artists, where I'm, I'm spilling the beans relative to art right. in a certain way, which I call the heart of true genius. Boom, it's done. It's out there. It's on Kindle. And the next one was, in, in a comparable way, write something spilling the beans relative to the spiritual, say, tradition of monks, who are also players. And so I created this this idea, and I've written a lot on it, because we have the Buddha, right, for the Buddhist, mm. the eyes and the brain, right? And then I said, well, I'm creating the Huda. If he could be the Buddha, and they're not playing music, then we want the Huda <laughs> to be the one who is the Buddha of sound. So I've written this book called The First Guitar Mapa, The Great Guitar Sutra of the Huda Dharma by Tsitsiji Munoz. Unbelievable. And it's like poetry. I'll read you a, a Please, please. This is and now this hold on, this is for spilling the beans on on, on players or, or for the uh, spirit. I, well this this is about spiritual okay. People, the spiritual, but those who are who are moved to play. Yeah. So we're talking about the spiritual musicians, those who aspire to become yogis or masters in the spiritual sense. Sure. So, Being free of all objects and subjectivity means transcending into and beyond no thought. If true form is no body, the true body is utterly gone. 
Thoughts are never thoughts. Musical ideas are thoughts. As, mus as thoughts are in no way musical ideas or thoughts of anything musical. True no thought is also no thought. If sound is no sound, the higher music of the no sound leads to sacred shabd recognition. Hmm. From and within the shabd, there is no solidity, no gravity, and no prison of suffering. No one. No erroneous views, no errors of judgments, no mistakes, no problems, or no comma. Not a single single being to suffer or not suffer. In the shop, that means sacred sound. There is the radiance of nothing and the heavenly domain of nothingness, light and sublime. <sighs> just for you. I, I, I just don't know if I even want to continue after this. Um, listen, listen, Jake. We love you. Hey, man. That, that we honestly, you've helped me so. Honestly, to see you, like your work is so far beyond. Uh, it, like, uh, I mean, it's it just sort of dawned. On, I mean, I hate to say that, but it just it, it it's crystallized recently that I've gone so far down the spirit path and so far down the the the, the path of instinct and intuition. And so leaving the logical mind that, and it was so weighty for so long, many, since I've seen you, you know, just heavy, heavy gravitational pull or pushing down. And only recently has there been this sort of, I don't know what the right word is, but it's because of your teachings, man. It's, I, I, I've broken through it. And now that, that weight comes, but I can see light. I can see yes, real yes. light. Uh, you know, I, I've left the casket. You know, you woke me uh, up. Yes, get out of the casket. Yes, yes, so now you teach it. You share it with the people. And they will get it, right? Because it's, re it's reaching their true nature. That's right. The hue nature. The hue nature. Hue I nature. should use the word. It's like hue, which means gone. Hue is the last breath. And the, and the first breath. First and last breath is hue. That means gone. Gone. Gone to gone. Hmm. In the Tibetan, it is gati gati para gati para tan gati para para ilm gold gone gone one one person who keeps flashing into my head, and we've lost him since the last time we've connected is um, McCoy Tyner. And oh yeah, can you talk about what, if anything, from those Coltrane peeps, the 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 Rashid yeah. Ali's, the Elvins. Yeah. They were playing they were playing through time. They were they were playing through changes. They were they were floating uh, in the time. You float in your music even though, you know, when you plug in you're operating on a frequency, but what did you Well, you know I played with McCoy. I know no, I, I remember the pictures. And, and I remember the pictures. It, yeah, no, no. It, it was something which uh had to be experienced to be realized because you can hear him and be, you know, sent for Totally. But playing was something else. Okay. And uh, he told me not to play certain things, and I played those things, despite his telling me not to play them. <laughs> <laughs> like, two, they told him, I'd like to play this tune. He said, no, we're not going to play that tune. And then I started to play the tune, and the bass player and the, the drummer would play the tune. Oh. <laughs> and he gave me, some people said they never saw it as, as much of his teeth as they did. 
He so was gritting. Like, he was yeah, gritting. So he was gritting his teeth, man. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I don't know if he was gritting, but he was definitely grinning because he. I had. I had the hot spot to like call the. Tri- you know, I made it a trio, and when it was mostly a quartet. I love. Oh, so he, so so he was actually. There is a feeling of he was actually kind of enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He said, "No, you don't want to do it," but we did it, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling, man. I, I, yeah. you know, it's about pushing people out of their comfort zone, but then also, like, they they realize that um, you don't have an agenda other than to inspire. And uh, well, well, this this is the thing. You see, yeah. it wasn't that I wanted to play against McCoy. But I felt when the people saw me there, because it was up, up in my area at the time, up in Connected here, the people knew me there. And, you know, I was close to uh, Nick Brignola as well. He wasn't there, oh. but some of his people were there. So they expected me to take the music out because they know the way that I'm playing. And uh, so when we got together with McCoy, uh, we did play more more out stuff. Uh, but uh, he, he was very, very open and, and yielding. And then he, he asked me to come down to New York, and then I, I, I sat in with him in, in New York at uh, one of the clubs down there, and it was great. He said, yeah, to see me, you have your own sound, right? And he says, you could have the world eating out of your hands if you chose to do that. And I said, I don't choose to do that. Uh, and otherwise, I didn't want to play music just to play music, you know, for anything. Just, you know, you know self-indulgence. Yeah, you self-indulgence. know, it's so funny, man. I, uh, so cool, because I have people, musicians, come up to me and say, they're like, man, you should you should be so much bigger than you are. And it's like, I'm doing exactly what my true nature says. Like, if I get in contact with you and, and can inspire you as an audience member, as a broadcaster, as a father, whatever it is, like, that's my job. It's not about being bigger or appealing to fame. I feel like this is such a spiritual path. And I'm sort of just beginning it, and I feel so humbled to be able to do that and to know somebody like yourself who has walked that path. Um, I assume, though, when he invited you down for his gig, you you didn't play tune. You didn't play tunes. He didn't want to play. Uh, no, I just jumped in on what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I was happy to be there and honor him. And uh, you know, I played a set and then got off and just left there. You know, left and told him I loved him. And when he left the gig that we did up in the Albany area, was connected area, in Troy, Troy Saving Bank, uh, I, I cried like a baby seeing him go. Because when, when we played, he played everything so perfectly. I mean, as far as accompaniment, accompaniment went. I mean, I would hear what, 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 what was going on, and he'd play that. Oh. He, was, he was that in tune, man. You know, and so, you know, I played my solo and then I give it to him and then it was like, it was gone. I mean, it was, <laughs> Are there it was, any, it was, wait, by the way, is there, is, is there, yeah, one? I just want to say that. Yeah, it go. was the Holy Ghost. Yeah. It was the Holy Ghost. That was a feeling that, that the band was possessed of the Holy Ghost. Oh my God. Go ahead. Uh, just, I was wondering if there were any recordings circulating of those, of those shows. I know that. Uh, I, we, we've looked. Because I told McCoy we would love to record him because my son son was an engineer, Mike is an engineer. And he said, no, we can't. We have already so many lawsuits. He had, he had his lawyer call me. 
He said, we have so many lawsuits around the world of people who have uh, betrayed his trust. I said, I, I don't want to add to that. But Roy was a fantastic you were there. So we, you 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 know you 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 felt it. You were there. Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and yeah, no, I was happy to play with Elvin uh, uh, and McCoy, Farrell, Clark, and Robbie, um, uh, and Rashid. And Rashid. No, I mean so so many. You know, I mean it just yeah yeah no. All of us loved each other, and uh, we were on a mission, man, to keep the music where it was, where it was supposed to be. And and in a parting note relative to McCoy, he says, "Yeah, no, I, he spoke, he, this is what he said, and I don't know what the meaning is. This is kind of like a colon of sorts." To CG, I've already done this once before. Past life. He says, "I've already done this once before." Yeah. He did it with train. He couldn't do it again. And I said, yeah, thank you for what you did before because it made our playing perfect. Immaculate. I think the word would have meant immaculate. And so, in any case, um, any, any other questions? No, to see, do you just want to say a, a couple things? Um, Please. You are very important person, spirit, here in this time and beyond for so many people and you just have to realize as well that um, the ripple effect of your uh, in inspiration and knowledge, vibration, um, is going to have a trickle-down effect for, for so many other people. And, um, and you're very needed at this time in, in many different ways. And so I, even though maybe it's not in your true nature to be prolific or showy or in sort of the... But I just encourage you to... Yeah, we, I, I want to add right there because you just brought this thought to me. Yep. Rob Kalam is, 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 is in charge of some of my recordings. He's going to be releasing these other recordings all the time because I'm done with the recordings here for now. Yes. And so he's, 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 he's helping out. He's extending my work uh, on, on his own dime, let's say, out of his love for this music and love for me as teaching. And so we, we have profound respect for him. So the music will continue. He has a few more, maybe five or six, maybe a little bit more than that, records to release. And so I'm going to make sure you get the, the record first. First, if anybody gets it first, you should get the record. Well, I, I, I you know, it's, it's. I, I take anything, but I just want to say, don't, don't close any doors to any other opportunity because um, your. The, the vibration that you put off and collectively with, a, with the unit into the world is unquantifiable to CG. And what my show has become is, a direct, is in direct relation to everything that you stand for spiritually. And I can't really explain it. So like McCoy said, I've done this before. And, uh, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I really just, um, just want you to conti we continue to be a prolific wise elder as we move forward in this time no matter where you're at what town what sphere what wherever you're at it's your contributions are more important than ever don't ever close any door i love you and the people chew 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 thank you to cg love you always